0: Shrieking Peter. Hello. Hello.
1: Shrieking
0: Peter. Can you hear me? Hey, Shrieking Peter. Yeah, you can hear me. I can Okay. Good. <laughs> an expert at this. It's Shrieking Peter and the Skittles. Welcome, welcome. On the music show. Uh, Part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how are you?
1: a lot of bark today. We got five yards of bark, so we're just spreading bark.
0: Oh, man. You know how that is. I do. Your feet get all yeah. slivery.
1: I do have some large, uh, watery blisters going on. Yeah. That's fun.
0: That happens. Yeah. Uh, this is Charlie, and right now I'm speaking with Ian Vanek of... Howardian, and Japanther, and other groups. How are you? That's right. Yeah.
1: Oh, i very well out here in Olympia, Washington. It's 80 degrees and sunny here in Washington State, so all Washingtonians are uh, required to be outside to get their, their vitamin D, and we're really excited. I just left New Orleans and now um, enjoying more 70, 80 degrees weather here in Washington State.
0: Wow, that sounds incredible. I'll take 80 degrees there, over 80 degrees here any day. (laughs) Yes. Especially if it's maybe August or September.
1: Oh, yes, very much so. But, yeah, we're just enjoying that here. We just did a show down there in New Orleans. It was called Old Eyes Never Die at the Music Box Village, and that was an incredible experience, a really fun, um, you know, like life-affirming collaborative experience between a lot of hip-hop artists and some punk rock artists and just different rock artists there in the city of New Orleans.
0: Yeah. Uh, Music
1: Box Village, for your listeners who don't know, is a very unique venue to New Orleans, Louisiana. It's uh, a village of small houses, and each house is a different type of uh, non-conventional musical instrument. So we wrote uh, some songs to commemorate Old Dirty Bastard, uh, Tupac Shakur, and Biggie Smalls, who are three rappers,
0: Notorious B.I.G.
1: Uh, that's right, the Notorious B.I.G. So these are some of the rappers that we loved as teenagers and True. young adults, and we decided to True. use the Music Box venue as a place where we could showcase our love of those people and rewrite some of the music for 2018 with this unique political climate that we're experiencing right now in the United States. So we thought that we would uh, take that opportunity to, to try and reframe some of these political conversations and some of these... Um, you know, some of these artists led conversations that oftentimes artists are kind of a canary in the coal mine. They're kind of the, the person that is, uh, there first to kind of sacrifice themselves and, and say what might, there might not be happening in the society. And then later on the society, it's kind of up to them to take the art and process that and then move forward with that information. So we were trying to just process that information and move forward with it by doing the show. Old eyes never die at the music box there. Um, yeah, so That was tremendously exciting. Something we got to do in New Orleans, Louisiana.
0: Oh, yeah. I was there. It was good.
1: Charlie was there. Charlie was one of the collaborators. We collaborated with D1. We collaborated with Clacka, who's a bounce artist there. Clacka! With... Clacker, Clacka, Clacka. Uh, Clacka, uh, Clacka, Clacka. a s t y and that's nasty.
0: Shout out hey, yes. to
1: Clacka. Shout out to Voice Monet. What's up, uh, Mashia Lake, who's an amazing jazz yeah. and, and rock singer there in New Orleans. Clayton Stevens helped out. Sheila um, Santa Maria and Taryn Wallace were collaborators. Oh yeah. You know, Steve Richardson was a collaborator. We had so many great people. Honestly, we had Catalyst was a was a spoken word artist. Catalyst was
0: the man. He so the... we had
1: just this great cross section of uh, collaborators like, truly coming together from a lot of different walks of life. We have a producer called J-Dog. Um, guess what, y'all? He's the greatest. But J-Dog, if you don't know him down there in New Orleans, is a bounce producer, and just working with some of that unique hip-hop culture that New Orleans has to offer, and then just blending that with some of the, the freak culture and the punk culture that it, New Orleans is also known for, and just trying to find some of those similarities that, that punk and hip-hop have, which are, you know, just existing as fringe fringe subcultures, but also subcultures that care about their community, I know that punk rockers do a lot of like needle exchange and different crisis counseling and here in Olympia, they do some homeless shelter outreach and things like that as well in the hip hop community, you know there's a lot of people that are doing outreach towards refugees or outreach towards their community in situations of crisis so hip hop and punk rock really have that in common where they they use their platform in a way that is hopefully um, for the greater good of the community rather than just taking and not replenishing the community. So those are two things that we saw similar to those two genres and subcultures. So we wanted to just kinda point out and highlight those those similarities because oftentimes we just are so good at pointing out what the differences are in our society. We have a lot of time to to decide what's wrong and not much time to point out what's right. So I'm really I'm in my own practice and my own mantra, I'm trying to work towards the good side of things and really just kind of let let what I view as wrong kind of wash past me or let it let it pass me and, and, and let let uh let someone else sort that out and just like focus in on what's right. So that's what we've uh what we've decided to do with this 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 performance down there is just focus in on the things that we view as good or correct or um you know working towards the betterment of, of humans. So
0: I'm a better human for it.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing. I'm a better human for it.
0: Everybody myself, that was but. there? Shout out to all the guests that came. Uh, they are better humans for it.
1: Yeah, I mean that's kind of the the whole deal. It sounds corny and cheesy, but that's no, that's the deal it's... with art and expression. For me, at least, is like if it's not if that's not happening, then why why really are we doing it? We could have you know much better focus to our day. But if you're doing art, there should be a hope to try and just kind of a swage the the tide of kind of negativity and evil on the earth and do something for for the greater good. I think we achieved that with our show at the Music Box Village in New Orleans. I'm really, really proud of it. So.
0: And on the same day as that show, uh, you had a new album come out. Is that right?
1: That's right, yeah. My band is called Howardian, and it's uh, a unique, uh, you know, kind of a art rock or a, kind of like a hip hop inspired um, punk rock group from here in Olympia, Washington. And on April 20th, we did a record that's called. A Jamaica estate of mine,
0: a Jamaica it was estate in, of uh, mine.
1: Jamaica estates, New York City. So we have a heavy association with New York City. I love the West Coast, but I also love New York City.
0: <clears throat> you spent sixteen years in New York City.
1: I did spend many, many years in New York Wait, City. Wait, really, let me take really that one again.
0: How many years did you spend in New York City?
1: Oh, I would say maybe if you're going to like total up, because I traveled and toured a lot with my former group, Japanther, but if you total up all the time. I'd say I would probably get a decade, you know, I, you know, officially lived there for maybe about 14 or 15 years, but I would say at least five of those years were spent on the road somewhere else in a hotel room or on an airplane somewhere. So I'll take a decade as my, uh, as my marker and just leave it at that. But New York City is tremendously infectious. You know, it gets into your body and into your blood. A lot like New Orleans gets into every single person who comes to yeah. New Orleans, it kind of gets in your blood. And when you leave, you're, you're a different person. Same with New York City. Um, so this record that Howardian just released, Jamaica Jamaica state of mind is just kind of a, um, you know, it's a play on the New York state of mind, which is Jay-Z and that old, you know, that old style of, uh, and then back to the, the Brat Pack and all that stuff, but also, um, just really acknowledging the fact that the city does really get into your blood. And it's a record I made with my friends, Troy Marrero and Gardner Allen. And they're two, um, New York city artists who are really incredibly hilarious and beautiful people. So, they wanted to make a record that was without samplers and without some of the hip hop influence that we've used for different Howardian records. So we made a much more rock and roll record. And that's what Jamaica State of Mind by Howardian is just a stripped down uh, rock record, which is drums, bass, keyboards, and guitars and vocals. So I'm very, very proud of it. You know, it's a, it's a humbling thing to to do that, to take away some of your, your magic, uh, your magic wands and, and put those in the closet and just try and make a record with just some normal, um, some normal acoustic instruments it was, it was a humbling and, and it was an amazing experience I'm really proud of it.
0: yeah well people can check it out on Bandcamp uh at if you just i guess google howardian which is the the first word of that i guess it's one
1: word yeah but... we have howardian.bandcamp.com we have soundcloud backslash howardian we have howardian.net we have you know there's spotify there's uh I, I whatever that iTunes is now and all you know all the stuff so we have all our stuff all over <laughs> whatever the that uh, iTunes I, I
0: believe, stuff is. Believe
1: strongly in digital media. You know, I think that we now make our records for uh, the handset and for digital outlets, and really proud that Howardian is well widely distributed on all digital outlets. So, however you like to listen to music, if that's on your, you know, your it your it and ts account or whatever your account is, I don't oh, know yeah. what account you use, but we're out there.
0: All right. Check it out. <laughs> well, let's listen to a track off that, uh, new record by Al Hardy And here's, um, Oh, you, Nick, tell, what should we listen to?
1: Oh, geez. Well, I love the song, Greasy Lighter. It's about, uh, you know, being in San Francisco and falling in love with the city of San Francisco and, and being around that, you know, the other, much like New York and New Orleans, San Francisco is tremendously intoxicating and memorable place so Greasy Lighter is kind of my love song and, and about uh, falling in love and being in San
0: alright here's Greasy Lighter by Howardian was amazing oh wait no sorry that was greasy lighter by howardian <laughs> but it was amazing
1: oh yeah thank you very much
0: always dig the ian music some might even call him howardian oh,
1: um, yeah no um,
0: it's good stuff
1: a lot of collaborators though a lot of people work on howardian it's a, a group that i started in the 90s uh back in 1993 or 94 here in Olympia, Washington, as a uh,
0: in Wedgewood middle
1: school student at at Washington middle School with my friends and my brother. and it was just an outlet to kind of be wild and to kind of tear apart venues and like let's go terrorize and like play in in a garage band where we get to like uh, they show up and and throw our guitars around the room. And now it's the twenty something years later and uh, decided to kind of take that on as a, a very authentic part of my personality. In my 30s, um, and re- reboot Howardian, and now this is our sixth record we just released as a Jamaica State of Mind. Been working really hard and just having a lot of fun on uh, redefining what it could mean to be an independent rock band in 2018. Um, you know, having a lot less of the same pitfalls that we had back in the 90s and 2000s, and just a lot less of the physical, the need for physical things, and just. Um, yeah, it's been a really fun experience to get back into this and, and, and uh, you know, kind of reclaim this this band Howardian um, to do a reboot.
0: 2.0.
1: Yeah, 2.0 situation.
0: Yeah. Um, What's next for Ian Well, the kids Ian are
1: to Toys R Us. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at loading up the minivan with the kids to go to Toys R Us
0: uh, oh.
1: uh, while it's still in business. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, what's next is we're going to do a seventh record with Howardians down there in Oakland in the summertime, uh, do some more touring, do some, uh, you know, do some art projects and just, uh, you know, attempt to live like an authentic artist life, you know, and that's like having many lives, you know, so one week we're, we're really interested in kombucha and making really good tea and the next week we're interested in really good drum parts and, and working hard to make good drum rhythms. So just staying interested in our own life, you know, being a part of a, you know, motorcycling in America, that's a beautiful tradition that we're enjoying in the summertime. Um, So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take my motorcycle places. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to eat some really delicious food, probably cook up some salmon here in the summertime, eat some more pizza. I had some chocolate cake on my birthday yesterday.
0: Happy birthday.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I try and just get a slice of pizza, get some chocolate cake, then get some salmon, put it all in a blender, mix it up, (laughs) drink it down with coconut water, and just, you know, try and put all the good things in life into the blender and
0: stir it up. Discount McDonald's. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's funny. I... I can't keep it straight.
1: <laughs> yeah, well listen to Howardian's, uh, you know, a Jamaica a state of mind and check out uh, the music box village in New Orleans, an amazing venue. All right, well listen to uh, our let's... show is called Old Eyes Never Die. Listen to D One and Voice Monet and Catalyst and Shia Lake and Howardian. Shouts. Out Charles Smith, you know, the, the list of Broken
0: Smokes.
1: On. Broken Smokes for sure,
0: yeah. Um we should uh play another track off of uh off of a J- jamaica a state of mind
1: oh i would like that very much yeah um what about cinnamon rolls i like that one a lot it's, uh it's about um you know bicycling and smelling cinnamon rolls and just kind of that innocence of smelling a bakery and being on your bicycle and uh you know maybe getting some free some free bread out of the back of a bakery late at night somewhere where i don't know if that still goes on if you still get good bread out of dumpsters and donuts out of dumpsters But it used to go on a lot. And that song's about (laughs) getting some delicious cinnamon rolls out of the dumpster.
0: Can't wait. Everybody, this is Howardian with the, off their new album, a track called uh, Cinnamon Rolls. Basketball. Basketball. Bicycle. That was Shrieking Peter and the Skittles with their. No, that
1: was Howardian. That oh. Was Come on. Okay,
0: you're right. I was going to say their hit name, but it would probably hurt all of our ears because it's such a high pitched title.
1: <laughs> the best that Treble Core has to offer.
0: The very but best. Seriously.
1: Let's get serious here.
0: But back to being serious, that was a yeah. serious song called Cinnamon Rolls by the seriously awesome Hal Oh, thank you. And I'm joined by its founder and collaborating nucleus, Ian Vanek.
1: Yeah, yeah, collaborative, yeah. that's. I mean, that's the, the focus of the group, really, is the collaboration with different artists, like my friends in Chicago, Styler Mail and Mustafa Dhaka. And Martin Gardia, and then, like, my friends in New York City, Troy Morero and, and Gardner Allen and Patrick Ferran, my friend in New Orleans, Charles Smith, and all the people that we mentioned from the Old Eyes Never Die.
0: Old uh, Eyes Never Die. Friends,
1: old Eyes Never Die. Music you. Box Village. And my friends, out Rusty here Olympia, Laser. Scott, um, Scott Brummel and, and Justin McCoy, who I collaborate with here in Olympia. So, you know, just like this collaborative, like you said, a nucleus and just trying to push the concept of what a band could be in 2018 especially because we have so much less need for physical you know contact we can do things over emails and drop boxes and things like that but yeah all that being said Howardian also collaborates with a producer in Oakland named Damian Diegos, who's uh you know also a big part of our sound and a big part of our production like we're very proud to to be able to work with him as well
0: shout out to Damian Diegos. yeah um that's a lot. That's very, it sounds like you're keeping busy.
1: Trying to keep good company.
0: And it's been, what, three, four, four years maybe? Has it been that long yeah, this since? Yeah, fourth uh,
1: year of doing Howardian, the kind of the piano, yeah. as you mentioned. So,
0: so you're on um, a good, you're almost on Beatles pace. Six albums yeah, in four years?
1: To, to be on pace with the Beatles.
0: <laughs> with speed, not necessarily with quality. Just no, kidding. but seriously,
1: we do take it pretty seriously that we love to write music, and we're done seven albums in four years, or six albums. We're about to have a seventh. Um, That's insane. In five years, so yeah, just trying to write a lot of music, and I think that the, the quality of the music is getting better and better. Um, the first album is called "Land of the Low Tides" and was made just at a time of uh, necessity where I didn't really set out to make an album, but at a certain point I just looked down and had about thirteen or fourteen songs in my brother who initially inspired the band Howardian told me like, Oh, you know, you should do a Howardian record if you have that much music saved up all by yourself. And I said, Oh, you're, you're right. So it was, it was really, um, kind of helping you into that position rather than you having this brilliant idea that you were going to do something. And then once that kind of ball has been set in motion, it's hard to stop for those four years. You know, we've been on tour a lot and making music a lot. And now, Trying to just focus and shift to that um you know that energy into finding out what the next next phase is and what the next space is for uh, you know for so a creator. Actually, and, that's and that's important a, i think for every creator to analyze
0: that's a great segue to my next question um i want you to imagine that you've already put out that seventh album and when are you, when do you think you're going to do that did you say
1: uh probably in the fall or in the winter of 2018.
0: Okay, so imagine that it's now March of 2019, and we're talking. And um, mm-hmm. so I'm going to ask you, this. so what track, um, what, what what track, what's this song about that we're going to listen to off this record?
1: Oh, The Boogaloo Barrel? It's about uh, <laughs> uh, traveling down to, uh, you know, uh, southern Alabama, and then all the bugs and all the nice warm weather and, and all the... Um, mm-hmm all the bugs you eat as you travel down to the Boogaloo Barrel? That might be my answer. That would be a silly answer. I don't really quite know. That's, <laughs> That's kind a... of the beauty of, of writing music collaboratively is that I've started writing some words, you know, and, and can get all that stuff um, done. I'm... If it's 2019 right now. I'm really, really extremely proud to be working with, like, a new record label on this album, on this seventh record that we're putting out, and, you know, doing a short, small, more intentional tour and, and doing things less in a way of, you know that might be categorized as DIY and doing something much more intentional. Yeah. So that's kind of what I look forward to: is just doing a record and 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 slowing the pace into a much more intentional pace and into a much more intentional space, rather than a much more scattered and uh, frantic pace. You know, so that that would be my that would be what I would tell you probably. Then is that I feel good and calm about how intentional this record is and how how uh, moving forward it's just a logical step in in the sequence of, of mm-hmm. art making. So.
0: Did you ever end up playing with the Misfits?
1: yeah, we did a, a uh, I believe like a Christmas Eve or Halloween or Christmas Eve I think or something
0: like that. Because I recall so, you were in New Orleans uh and you were about to depart back for New York for your first show co build with hurricane the, Sandy yeah yeah, co build with the Misfits Sandy. and then it hit and there then it was, was an all, hurricane
1: and I was in New Orleans ironically, and I remember the woman at the rental car place being really sympathetic because she's like, there's a hurricane in New Orleans. And I was like, yeah, but I'm here or in New York, there's a hurricane. But here I am in New Orleans where there's been a bunch of hurricanes and it's just nice and calm and peaceful. It was an interesting, strange experience to be in New Orleans for Hurricane Sandy, but that's where I was nonetheless.
0: And I remember thinking, I don't know if you said it and that's why I thought it, or if I just was thinking it, you got a cool poster out of that and you didn't have to play the show.
1: A really cool poster, and didn't even have to show up. So there's two misfits posters. There's one.
0: One's like a worth a lot. Of the, the Phantom show that never happened.
1: Yeah, it's a cool jack-o'-lantern misfits one, and then there's a how there's a Christmas Eve misfits one that says like something about like Sandy tried but couldn't stop us or something. So there's a nice little lineage of those posters. And I, I mean, you make an interesting point though, because low art is a part of, of music and and. and independent culture like these posters demarcate time you know for having two posters from this one thing you're right is kind of like a a real a coup in some ways
2: yeah
0: and not to mention valuable like that could be worth a lot of money
1: oh yeah that's it's like a I'm misprint card value
0: if that butterfly had not flapped its wings Sandy would have never happened
1: yeah I mean it's definitely something to do with somebody releasing a butterfly somewhere so yeah pretty well documented
0: when's the next trip to new orleans
1: well the next trip to new orleans gotta be sooner than later i want to come down there and work uh i have a sculpture there at the music box that i made with my friends and i would like to go down and uh work on that sculpture so um you know i'm hoping sometime in this rowdy summer i will get down there while it's slowed down and get into some of that heat we like uh we like to get just a little bit of the heat, just get a taste of the heat, seeing from the Pacific Northwest, and then head back down.
0: We'll say what's up to the Boston Harbor.
1: Oh, I will certainly, Charles. Thank you for the call and thank you for the interview. Yeah, man. Check it's out check out Howardian's uh, a Jamaica State of Mind, y'all.
0: Yeah, Howardian at or Howardian Bandcamp dot com. Thank you, Ian Vanek. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Charles. Take care. This is Charlie signing off on WRBH new orleans 88.3 fm